Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. One of the most high-profile candidates hoping to replace Utah Republican Mitt Romney in the Senate is banking on a surprise issue to carry his campaign, climate change. Republican Representative John Curtis has consistently been a green voice on the right. And now, he's betting that his unique stance on environmental issues is enough to carry his name to the Senate. So today, we chat with Politico's Josh Siegel about the complicated politics Curtis must navigate and why it just might work in Utah. It's Monday, January 8th. So John Curtis, he is a fourth-term congressman from Utah's 3rd Congressional District, and he's someone who has really carved a lane for himself as a Republican who's outspoken on the need to address climate change. And he started this conservative climate caucus, as it's called, in 2021. And really, the idea behind that was more to kind of raise awareness among fellow Republicans. It's not a policy-making vehicle, but a way that Curtis thought would be smart to kind of get the House Republican caucus like on board with climate change as an issue and just on the need from messaging perspective and just like some sort of policy apparatus from which to proceed with on how to deal with this issue that, of course, Republicans have been pretty absent on for a long time. And, and he's looking to bring that now into the Senate. He's running in a very crowded race to replace Mitt Romney, who, of course, is a, a pretty moderate figure who's retiring, very well, well-known well name. But he, he's also someone who's talked about the need to address climate change. And Curtis announced just last week that he's going to enter this race. He's, he's a little bit later into the race than some of names who are already in there. So uh, he's going to have to play from behind a little bit in that way. But he is a well-known name, both in his district and in the state, because he's really carved out a lane for himself as a climate action proponent. Curtis has also looked to spread the GOP climate message abroad. He's traveled to the last three UN climate conferences, including the most recent one just last month in Dubai. And domestically, he's planning to advance policy, he said, during an election year from his House seat. And that includes permitting reform. He's been involved with bipartisan discussions. He's hoping for a deal there. And also carbon tariffs. This is a concept Republicans have started to dip their toes in. And he told me he's planning to introduce legislation along these lines as soon as this month. And obviously, as you're reporting, the party dynamics that Curtis is trying to navigate here are really tricky. He's trying to win a GOP primary as a climate candidate in a red state, Well, meanwhile, the party's top presidential candidate, former President Donald Trump, continues to promote climate denialism. So how does Curtis plan to manage those kind of intra-party challenges? Yeah, so I mean, to be clear, you know, Curtis is saying, look, I'm not just running on climate change, right? So he's talking about standard Republican issues as well, like combating inflation and dealing with illegal immigration and, and border security. So he's, of course, playing up those issues as well. And he does try to talk about climate change in a way that he feels like Republicans can get behind. So it's not so much addressing climate change 
for climate's sake, but, oh, you know, this will be good for the economy. There are new industries that could come in like carbon capture and, and nuclear. I mean, it, it's pretty standard language now with a lot of Republicans. Of course, Trump is, he's actually not where a lot of Republicans in Congress are. He's more openly skeptical of the science. So Curtis is going to have to manage that part. And he essentially says, I'm going to be myself is what he told me. I was able to talk to him just a day after he announced his campaign. And it doesn't sound like he's going to be deterred from talking about climate change. And, and he also really chooses to focus on the impacts. He says his district is a very interesting district in that there's historically a lot of coal mining there and a lot of oil and gas production now. It's a top 10 oil producer. But at the same time, there's a lot of ski resorts in Utah that have seen a decline in, in tourism due to less quality snow. There's also drought is an issue. So he, he likes to really talk about things that people are seeing. And he's saying the feedback I get from constituents is they, they share these concerns as well. Another aspect is Utah at large is actually the youngest state per capita. So he's really made a point to like talk to young people. He's, he's had these conservative climate summits is what he calls them at college campuses over the last few years in Utah, where he's just kind of brought in guests to kind of say, this is why Republicans need to address climate change, you know, different experts, other politicians. So he's really geared his message to young people as well. And, and he feels like that's a differentiator. So I'd imagine that this is somewhat of a risky strategy for Curtis. So could you talk a bit more about kind of what he's opening himself up to with the strategy of really focusing on climate change here? Yeah, definitely. So of course, there are risks, even though, you know, like I just said, Utah is maybe unique in how it's experiencing climate impacts, despite being a very red state, a fossil fuel dependent state. You know, there are, of course, risks in the primary. He's facing candidates who aren't exactly where he is on the issue. An example of that is Riverton Mayor Trent Staggs. He's a mayor of this city called Riverton. And he is someone who's aligning himself with Trump. I was able to speak with him as well. He's been endorsed by some Trump loyalists like Kerry Lake, who was the Republican nominee for governor in 2022. He's very supportive of Trump's attempts to overturn the election. She's now running for Senate in Arizona. So she's supporting Trent Staggs. And I was able to talk with Staggs and he said, Curtis is out of step on this issue with, quote, America first style Trumpism. So he feels like Curtis is overstepping and that people in Utah, he says, don't care about climate change as much as they do about the debt or about the border being out of control, as he put it. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a risk that traditional Republicans and also some Trump style Republicans might go after him for his stance. And the other thing is, as we've seen with elections, I mean, as much as Utah might be experiencing some climate impacts. I mean, we've never really seen it be kind of like a dominant voter issue. And Curtis was pretty honest about that as well. He's like, yeah, I mean, I don't expect it to be the thing that's weighing on folks' mind as they're making their vote. So there is a risk as well that he's just overplaying that issue. But he's trying to balance that by talking about these other issues. So we'll just have to see kind of what's going on at the time and if climate ends up being top of mind for some people. Also, automakers sold more than 1.4 million electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles in the United States in 2023. That's what federal officials announced on Friday, bringing the total number of EVs on the road to more than 4 million. Sales significantly picked up in December, when nearly 10% of vehicles sold were electric. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. 
I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.